Hey guys, this is Ryan. Hey, it's Aaron. Uh, we are in the car with Steve. You want to say hi, Steve? Hi, Steve. Steve does Steve. not. Steve does not have his own microphone because he's driving, and he he can't he, be trusted. He's doing ten and two. You know, it's raining really hard. Aaron and I and Steve, we just had a massive adventure just leaving Nam. I think you could classify it as a fiasco. A complete fiasco. It was pretty bad. It felt like we had the like the the police's the policemen had like their boots on our neck <laughs> and were like oppressing us. Did you feel that way, Aaron? Yeah, as, it, as it a, felt personal after a while. As a handicapped American, a, did you feel <laughs> oppressed? As an American with disabilities. Yeah. How did that make you want to act? Though they may be. As an American with disabilities, how'd that make you want to act? You it know? Maybe wanted it to be dry and in the car, but they did not want that to happen. So it's just pouring today. This is Sunday. And for some reason, Nam closes down all the roads around Nam to, like, get in and out during the day, which you normally don't notice because it's sunny and you can just walk where you need to go. Like, I think they're trying to keep people from, like, clogging up the roads or whatever. But when you have a guy in a wheelchair who needs to load into a car and can't, like, run, you know, like, to the parking structure or wherever. Yeah, it's so... Like we're trying to get it... <laughs> Steve's trying to get the car as close as he can to Nam so that we can get Aaron into it. And the car is completely packed with stuff. And so it's like this whole Tetris thing thing we have to do. So Steve tries to drive up to the front gate... And they shut him down. They're like, you can't come up here. And we're all texting and like, trying to figure it out. And we come up. You you said that, like, you guys found a door out to the parking structure to another road. Yeah, so we had gone out that the other day, and it was dry. And, like, I assumed the road was open because we walked on it. But when we went out today, there was, like, police cars blocking it. Oh, but so the dude in the parking garage, though. Those two, like, those two guys? These two security guards were, like, the coolest because everyone else is like, yeah, we don't know. We don't care. Yeah, like, every person, like, out. working in the convention center. And like, these two guys are like, <laughs> he's like, well, I mean, there's cones there, but if he wants to just, like, run through them, then that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, are you telling us to plan a heist right now? And he looked at us and was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, just run through them. <laughs> And so as we went, long as we know who it is, it'll be we'll be okay. We went and like peeked out there, and there was a cop sitting there. Yeah, blocking like the whole blocking road. it up. We're like, no way, dude. We're not going to do that. So then, there these two dudes who were like cartoon characters. They were so yeah, rad. They were so weird and rad. It was like like extras out of like a, a uh, an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> yeah, they seemed they were like written characters they were you not know, real people yeah you know what it's like extras out of napoleon dynamite like the guy yeah. the guy at the chicken farm where you can't understand what he's saying oh yeah that one dude did kind of have like a voice thing yeah yeah i couldn't figure him out at first but the other guy's like oh go through here and there's another gate over there but it's like half open i think yeah yeah and so we go through that gate it's fully closed <laughs> so we keep going and there's an exit gate with like the spikes pointing out and we're sitting there, like, texting Steve, like, I think you can pull up right in here and uh, and we'll be able to load in. We didn't see the cop hiding right before that on the other side of the wall. Yeah. The, and as we're sitting there waiting, this big white SUV, like, speeds into the exit and pops all their tires <laughs> on the spikes. Like, pop, 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 pop. It and, was And then nuts. they, like, the guys stop him. 
and they're talking to him, and he like shows him his NAM badge, like that means something. But then he like just peels out like full screech. Yeah, there's like three like security the guards. Lot. There's three security guards, and like no, 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 no. They're like blowing their whistles at him. <laughs> It was intense. That dude ruined his, he ruined his own day. Yeah. He flattened all his tires, and now they're going to find him, like, on the fourth level of parking structure and be like, what the hell, dude? We're calling the cops on you. You're not supposed to be here. So then we walk out, and then we see Steve, and we're like, okay, let's go. Let's load in because we're there. Right. And then the cop pulls up behind him. He's like, do not stop. No. Do handi- not park here. No handicap parking here. You cannot here. handicap park. And the, the soulless, heartless <laughs> cop sees Aaron, our dear crippled friend, sitting in a wheelchair in the rain. In the heavy rain. Heavy rain. We could load in in like two minutes if he just was a human being for a minute. F the police. Right, Aaron? Yeah. He had no sympathy. I have no sympathy for him. Yeah. Well, how heartless do you have to be to make some poor kid in a wheelchair <laughs> sit in the I'm rain? I'm the wee man. I just, the whole time I kept thinking, like, I wonder how much this ticket would be if I was just like, nah, dude, I'm going to park. I'll be here for, like, two minutes. If you want to stand in the rain for, like, the ten minutes it's going to take you to write this ticket, like, that's cool. But then I thought, if that ticket's more than, like, $200, like, yeah. my wife's going to be really mad. <laughs> we'll just take it out of the inner circle, right, guys? There you go. <laughs> inner circle, pitch in. We It was special... We need to pay off Steve's parking ticket so that Ryan and Aaron didn't get so wet. Uh, So then we're standing under this eave, like this tiny one-foot ledge. Well, it was the outside of the gate that was closed that we were told would be half open. And there were no cops around there. No. And this other dude, this (laughs) dude rolls up. He's like a stranger who's not even from, like, the NAM convention. And he's like, are you guys from here? I'm, like, just trying to stay out of the rain. Like we're just trying to he get. He told me he was waiting for his Uber to call and his phone died. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> that so, guy's screwed. He's standing in the rain too. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so this whole thing took like at least an hour. At least. And this is after Steve walked like 20 minutes in the rain to get the car in the first place. Yes, yeah, Steve had to change his clothes at the car because he got <laughs> soaked going to get the car. This is all we. Like if we had been normal people, I think would have just gone home today and not gone to Nam. Yeah. But we were like, oh, we want to go. Could have been avoided. We want to go meet up with Bendy. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't even there, so it <laughs> worked out there. real well. <laughs> <laughs> but then I got to do the interview with uh, with Matt Knight, which was great. Oh yeah, that was good. And talking mean, to I the other people. Good. I haven't heard it. But like, it's way more trouble than. Then probably should have been worth it to go back to Nam for two hours on Sunday in the rain. Um, well, it was like it was pretty mild earlier. It was. I didn't think it would get this bad. It's like monsoon out here. Yeah. So uh, we're driving through the mountains. Steve was hydroplaning earlier. Yeah, hydroplaning. So uh, if this, if you're listening to this recording, and we're dead, uh, I love you, honey. Yeah. Me I too. love you. I love you, Henry. I want own. you to listen to this recording. Every year on your birthday, <laughs> so it ruins your birthday. Steve, do you have anyone you want to say goodbye to? No. <laughs> <laughs> Steve is a cold-hearted robot. I, I think if we die that people won't take the time to find this recording. 
No, they'll find it. It'll it'll be like in the evidence locker, but it'll be ruined. And one day, unless the unless the recorder like blows up in a fiery crash, like if we just die in like a regular sort of crash where we like right. the seatbelts fail and we fly out the window or whatever, it's just gonna keep recording. It's gonna it's gonna be this yeah. like twenty minute piece followed by like a a loud boom. And then an hour of falling rain. It's going to be like the end credits of Cloverfield or whatever. Or have you seen like that those GoPro videos where like they're like found GoPros? Yeah, yeah. And they've been like in a riverbed for like like they fall a month off or like something. A, they, yeah. I saw one that like fell off a skydiver. Oh really? And then it landed in the ocean. No way. And then the person who this, a scuba diver found it, and the person did a time lapse of like the last yeah. six hours of the GoPro's life because like it was all there on the card. And I was like. Millions of fish swimming by and like sharks and stuff like that. The one but, I saw had like fallen off a like a whitewater rafter, right? And then like went down the river and was like rolling on the rocks and spinning and stuff. It's cool though. I yeah. guess they're pretty tough. We don't have a GoPro going though. But yeah, this was <laughs> this is a really memorable part of the trip for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's been memorable. With a bang. It's been memorable altogether. Like, this has been, like, a crazy nam. Yeah, it's been fun. But uh, this was a trip, for sure. <laughs> was there I, any gear stuff we saw today? Should we make this gear-related um, at all? So I, I got a chance to finally to check out the, the Chase Bliss Brothers today, which was oh, cool. Nice. Um, I played it for not a whole long time, but, but I guess they had, like, a bunch of presets set up already. So I just kind of, like, strummed. And there's one dude, like, riding the volume knob on the amp, and the other guy was going through the presets... So, it, that thing is crazy. It does yeah. everything from like sparkly boost to like fuzz that's like so fuzzy that it's just like super loud when you're not playing, you know? Right, right. Yeah, and then. Well, it's like two it's cool, really though. like big saturated fuzzes and you can stack them and parallel yeah, like them and into like. Into one another. It's a doom machine on the fuzz yeah, side. Yeah, it's great. But then like I really, I really dug the sound of the JFET drive. Yeah, I, well, the one. thing about it is, like, it sounds good in all the different levels. Like, yeah. it's not just, I think anybody could find a ton of uses for it. Yeah, totally. And then, like, he's, he, they had one preset that was, um, it's, like, parallel. So there's the two gains together. So one was just a boost, like a clean boost, and then the other one was a fuzz. Right. And so you kind of crank the boost and then bring the fuzz in underneath it with a mix. So you get, like, this really clean, sparkly thing with, like, this kind of crackly underbelly thing it was really cool i mean yeah I'm, I'm hoping i get to experiment with one more in the future yeah that'd be awesome i'm sure at this point there's like he just released it it usually takes builders a while to like get their ducks in a row to actually like have them hit the market so you haven't seen any kind of street data or anything yeah. for it i haven't even heard him talk about like demos or anything like that oh so, really yeah he they did their internal demo yeah they had a few there like last year, like the tonal recall was like not even close to ready to go yet, but he was displaying it, and he's like, "Yeah, there's a, a couple things I need to fix and stuff like that," which ha is pretty common. Were you familiar with the other drive that it came from? What was the, I can't remember the company. I know it was called the Manifold Drive, but I'm not okay. Someone was saying that that they really liked that, so I, I was looking for that after I saw the brothers' video. I was like, "I'm gonna check that one out," but. It's sold out everywhere, so I don't know if he's not making it anymore or what. The manifold drive? Yeah. Interesting. It's cool, though. He made it or someone else did? 
So, uh, did you watch the brothers video where they were describing it? I I skipped forward to the part where he was playing. Oh, okay, so it's like a collaboration with this other guy. Oh, okay. So he he had like an amp that he that he really liked. I guess the other guy I cannot think of his name, but he had an amp that he really liked, and he he like redesigned he designed a pedal to emulate that amp so that he could make other amps sound like it. Um, and he ended up making by the end of the, by the time it was done, he had three pedals, so he had a boost. The overdrive and a fuzz. Gotcha. And so I think the JFET side of the brothers is based on that circuit. Uh, so he collaborated with Joel. Okay. And they like took that analog sound and put it in like to the Chase Bliss world, and then added the the IC side on the other end. So the, the but the JFET side is like based on on that dude's work. Gotcha. So that's I was looking for that pedal to see if like just the overdrive was available because it had like a really cool like yeah projector amp kind of sound to it yeah totally I the, when I heard the JFET side I was like this is pretty much what I dial in when I use my Palisades okay like this is like my sound so I yeah that's cool that. kind of like a sweet but gritty kind of overdrive you know I, d- I don't think I saw anything else today Steve was pretty hot and heavy on the Thalia capos yeah Steve was had this big old boner for the capos. <laughs> Yeah, and like, I and they are cool. Like the guy was explaining them. I always they are cool. They're super heavy. I had always seen them and just assumed like, oh, it's just a fancy looking capo. It's like jewelry for your guitar because it's got, it's like chrome and or gold and like yeah, and they do like the abalone and, inlays yeah. on a lot of them. Yeah, like opal and stuff yeah. like that. But then it's actually like a whole system. It's not just a straight capo. Yeah, it has like I think he said fourteen different like. Um, like pads, like rubber, the rubber strips. Some of them are like partial, but yeah, like different radiuses, so you can match it to whatever neck you have. Yeah, and I've always had trouble with capos. I don't use them a lot, but when I do, it's like you really gotta like rock them around and like seat the strings. Yeah, yeah. To get it to seat right, because if you're on a radius that's different than the uh, than the capo, then it doesn't hold them all down the same tension, and then you have the trouble like it holding the strings down too tight that are. That it is connecting with, yeah. So you might go out of tune a little bit. Yeah, I and thought then, another thing that was cool is that it has like um, a Kev, not Kevlar. What was it? Teflon. One, so it had a Teflon attachment too instead of the normal rubber. Uh huh. So he was saying that. So eggs won't stick to it. Yeah. So like, so it'll still hold tight, but so like a lot of times, if you have a rubber capo and it's like squished, squeezed tight, uh-huh. if you bend the string, it'll kind of like catch, you know? Right. Right. And I guess that's supposed to prevent that, and so that it kind of goes back. Cool. Which seems cool. I Who still knows? don't know if I would get one though, just because I don't like the look. <laughs> like honestly, if it if, if uh, they made one that was just flat black, if you could get one that like matched your fingerboard and was like a normal metal color, I think it would be okay. Like if it's the same wood as the as the fingerboard of your guitar, then I don't, I don't think it would like. If they want look the, crazy, if, but. if they made one that was like just black or like brushed nickel. Without, yeah, without without like a fancy wood in it, like yeah. that would be more my thing. I'm still not gonna get one because I so rarely use capos, but I, I'm not gonna spend a ton of money on one. You know, so G Seventh is like another of the fancy capo brands, uh-huh. and they they had a new one there. I saw yesterday that was like, it's just like a quick quick release clip system, and it's only like twelve bucks. Ah, uh, um, so I was kind of soaked on that, but do you I use, don't use capos very often either. Uh, yeah. And well, I like capos are like when I get them is like an impulse purchase like yeah. like, like like slides like oh maybe <laughs> maybe this time I'll be a slide player finally I'll I'll just connect with the slide and I'll 
be super good at slide guitar and it never happens. Like, I just need to stop making it, trying to make it happen, you know? I've had the same glass slide for probably a decade and I've used it maybe like three times in my bedroom. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's so, you think it's just like playing guitar. It's a whole it, other it's, discipline. Yeah, it's like a whole new world that you have to learn. Yeah. And I, every time I try it, I suck, so I'm not invested yeah. in actually learning. You know who's a really decent slide player? No. Lance Seymour. Is he? Yeah, like he does slide in his demos sometimes. Like Okay. He's, That's he's, a southern thing. Yeah, he's pretty decent, man. I, we, we, we talked ran to him, him last night. Yeah, we ran into him like once this whole trip. Oh, you We're did? We're like... Last name, I couldn't stop seeing him. He was everywhere. <laughs> he even had like he had a third of a booth. Oh, really? This year, like he was sharing it with like an amp builder and a guitar maker. Well, for Gear Talk, yeah. Or for, that's so weird. Yeah, but I never saw him at it. I never saw him at Nam. We saw him at the the party last night. Yeah. We talked to him for a little while about Gear Talk and stuff. He seems cool. Yeah, he's all right. He's a lot smaller than I thought. How, how small did you think he was going to be? I don't know. So I, I guess I mean, I've, you thought he was going to be small. So, like, you guys are tall, right? We're tall guys. And I'm pretty tall. I'm 6'2". I couldn't tell you were sitting down the whole time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, like, in my mind, I think I just assumed that everyone's, like, that height. Like, that's a normal adult Everyone height in my at mind. NAM is tall. Yeah, and then so, like, I go, and he's, like, maybe, like, 5'8". I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to gauge it. It's hard. And I've seen him in videos, but it's always, like, the camera's, like, on him. And right. And he's not next to other humans. Right. So I, I just assumed he was like a big guy. Huh. I expected him to be like big and intimidating, like physically. Really? Yeah, I don't know why, but he's not. He's not intimidating at all. Well, you know, he's, physically. Got, he's got tens of thousands of people on his stuff. He's intimidating that way. He could, yeah, he could, yeah. He, he could break need to be any of us. Physically impressive. He could, he could break any of us over social media <laughs> any moment he wants. Like, just send the hordes after like us. Like he's the mafia. He's like the the gear mafia guy. You know, like yeah, block, he's, he's the gear father. Block all these guys from all Gear Talk properties. <laughs> I hardly go on Gear Talk anymore. Yeah, me too. I've I've been on uh, Nam was cool because it was the chance to get away from all that Facebook stuff. And like, yeah, I have. I'm like I'm tired of my own group. For crying out loud. <laughs> I just don't want to hear or see anybody's opinions on things anymore. <laughs> For a while at least. <laughs> yeah, I like I've been hitting Instagram a lot, but I haven't checked Facebook at all, so yeah. I don't even know what's going on over there. Yeah, who knows? The the cats are away. Yeah. The mice are playing, I'm sure. I'm sure. I hope the mods are holding it down. Yeah. We have no mods in the I mean we only have like hundred and fifty people, so it doesn't matter, yeah. but I mean, even if everything went to hell, 100, <laughs> yeah. 150 people isn't going to do just that much damage. Burn it down and start over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I got called out on Instagram. Oh, that's right. For, so I think someone was like, trying to accuse me of, like, trying to make fun of someone for being fat. Yeah. But, like, I do the people of Nam thing. And there was this guy coming down the escalator the day, other day as we were going up. And this dude was striking the most, like confident <laughs> like but like sunshiny this guy is full of energy and life pose i've ever seen in my life yeah on the escalator and he's got this just the biggest like just grin ear to ear just loving life and i'm just like soaking up the energy from this guy I'm like i gotta get a picture of this guy he happens to be overweight which is fine lots of people we hang out with are overweight yeah, i'm overweight I'm overweight 
you know, no big deal. Like, there's lots of other people at Nam who are overweight. I'm not taking pictures of them. It was because this guy was a golden ray of sunshine. But this, you know, like, yeah. Shame on you for thinking that just because the picture's an overweight person, that I, yeah, they're just, being shamed. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Like, That's just I a guy. Say, I didn't say anything about about his weight, about yeah. his body at all. Yeah. I just posted the picture and hashtagged it, people of Nam. And this person got on there. I don't remember what they said, but it was very direct. Like, you're only doing this to make fun of his body. And I straight up deleted that comment because I didn't want oh, anyone really? to even think that way. I'm like, are you yeah, serious? Screw you. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> and then someone else got on there and and they had saw that comment before I deleted it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, because you're not making fun of everyone else with people of NAM. And you, I'm like... You know what? I'm not making fun of them. I'm, I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm celebrating <laughs> them. A lot of these people are, are in like really eccentric clothing, and you don't dress that way unless you want like people looking at you. You want people to like take pictures of you. And there are other people I took pictures of at Nam who aren't like in like ridiculous clothes or like being characters or whatever. But they're like more like slice of life pictures, you know? Like yeah. I took pictures of like these kids at the Prisma booth, like like these teenage kids like playing with the guitars and having fun and I took a picture of a guy like looking at a map you know looking at a map and you got a picture of some guys drying off their armor today yeah yeah I haven't posted that yet but yeah these guys came in 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 like medieval armor like medieval leather armor and they were all taking turns wiping each other down with paper towels I I feel like this year people of Nam became less about like Last year, I thought you were just making fun of people. Uh, but this year, as you started putting, like, more and more, like, celebrity exhibitors and stuff, I was like, no, this is actually, like... Actual people in NAMM. People Nam. who are at NAM. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the people who are outlandish and are, like, these crazy characters. But it's also, there's a lot of, like, human elements going on at NAM that I didn't get to pick up on in previous years because I was hustling so hard. And this awesome. year I was, like, just laying back and taking it easier and, like, just watching people and, like, watching yeah. what was going on around me. Like, with what we do, I mean, I what like, with podcasting and, like, talking about gear, it's totally different from, like, the buyers and the, the reps and all those people who are, like, there to make deals, you yeah. know? Like, all we really want to do is, like, talk to people and, like, connect with them. Like, that's why we podcast in the first place, right? Yeah, yeah. So... The human element of Nam is like the coolest part of it. Just like seeing people and talking to people, uh huh. And like I think that's part of it. That's an extension. Like the pictures are like these are the people that you see and like talk to. Yeah, I, that, our very first year that we went to Nam, remember we took Adam with us and like filmed the whole thing. And it was like the whole idea was like I want to show people who don't get to go to Nam yeah. what it's like because I always wanted to go to Nam and I didn't have a way to go. And I want people to see like what's actually going on there it's not just like you know piles of like gear releases and like getting to try stuff out you don't actually really get to try stuff out you can like feel how guitars feel and if you're yeah. lucky you can hear how they sound how like pedals sound through headphones but like you don't get a full picture through headphones you know yeah and you have so much background noise like it's you can't nuts. it can be a really unpleasant place Nam, yeah it gets loud nam can be really unpleasant at times like just physically uncomfortable with like the the volume and like the air is like really gross. Yeah, and sometimes you're in a wheelchair because you broke your leg. Yeah, yeah. Well, you severely. didn't bro- you didn't break your leg, Aaron. Don't put that on you. That's true. Someone else broke your leg. Yeah, a minivan <laughs> broke your leg. When a minivan breaks your leg and then the doctor cuts it open and puts in a plate. Yeah, yeah. 
More it's machine screws. than man. More machine than man. Yeah. Oh. Do we have anything else we want to chat about? Is there? We just drove through like a huge four-inch, six-inch deep puddle, maybe. Yeah. That's Didn't pretty, a hydroplane though. Good job, Steve. We did not. Steve is on point right now with his driving. I'm really impressed. I don't have anything else to say. I don't think Steve does. Are you guys hungry? Yeah. I'm starving. We have not gotten lunch. Yeah, I may uh, try to pull over after we get off and, like, find some food, and maybe the rain will go down a bit. Yeah. You want me to start, like, looking at the map and see what we should eat? Sounds hey, if you're good. listening right now, jump on uh, jump on the Facebook group. Tell us what to Tell go eat. Tell us what to eat. <laughs> Tell us what to have for lunch today. Yeah, you know, a week from now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, later, guys. Later. All right. Thanks for friendship. Okay, bye. Thanks for friendship, I guess. <laughs>